Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas, the podcast. I'm Zoe. And I'm Georgia. And we're here talking all things parenthood, tips and tricks, products we love, and brands that we can't live without. Let's get into it. Yay! Hello, mate. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm really good. It's Friday. It's Friday. Yeah. (laughs) Is it your holiday now? Are we on the countdown to the end of your mammoth summer of work? Yeah, we are. We actually are. So I'm going to do my last drive time show today. And then Dozza and I have decided to have a little night away in London. We're staying at the Sea Containers, you know, that really, really... Yeah, it used to be the Mondrian. Mondrian, Mondrian, yeah. Yeah. Um, And then we're we're just having a little night out on the town, just just the two of us, like a few cocktails, a bit of din. It'll be nice. Oh, that's so nice. Oh, Um, my goodness. And then Sunday's Sunday's my last kind of day of, you know, the the eight weeks. And then um, we're going on holiday next week. We are going to, I mean, (laughs) it sounds like we're jetting off somewhere. (laughs) Norfolk, But Norfolk is supposed to be lovely. We've got a place on the beach. We're staying with some mates and we're just going to, I'm just going to, you know, kick back and drink a lot of wine. Yeah, relax. Don't think about anything. And schools, I don't know about anyone else, but schools start next week as well. Axel starts school on Thursday. I'm so looking forward to it. Oh my God. Oh my God. I sort of go through like, oh my God, this is really young for him to be going to school. To suddenly like, oh no, (laughs) listen, I'm ready for you to go to school. Um, No, no, G. Yeah. No, 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 no. I know. Yeah. No, no, no. I I mean, I'm so ready. So he better be. (laughs) I think it'd be nice for you as well. Like we had a chat yesterday, didn't we? And you were saying that it's been tough for you because you used to have this career where you had to go into London every day yeah and, you know the kids well that was that's a lax little time wasn't it Axel was at home and or, or or with you know at the nursery or whatever and you were like career girl in and out da, da, da. and you've right. actually had to really look at your life as a stay-at-home mum I mean obviously you're running my mama so it's not like you're doing just, just the kids yeah it's difficult it's so different um, and it's weird because I'm thinking about next week like right I need to be really organized in the morning I need yeah. to have all this done and really he hasn't got to be at school till 8 40 and we live pretty much in the next road whereas before I used to leave the house at 7 a.m like yeah. every day like and I didn't, <laughs> didn't think anything of it um, I, I feel quite guilty as, as parents to be able to actually say to one another I'm actually quite looking forward to having a bit of my own space I'm actually yeah. looking forward to my kids being out of the house from 8 30 until 3 p.m so I can actually do some of my own stuff and yeah. I'm fine Georgia like we, we we've got made by mamas you've got loads of other things going on it's like it's going to be really nice for you and of course you've got Gigi but you'll yeah. have a 
you'll have a bit more time, won't you? Yes, and it's going to be amazing. But um, listen, so today... Get, no, hold on. If you go off and just get blow dries all the time, I'm going to have to have words with you. So now listen, we all know we're in a modern world now. You can work from anywhere, whether that be the salon, whether that be the shopping centre. <laughs> That's true. Okay, I'll meet you there. Um, what are we talking about today? Um, birth, of course. I mean, we love listening to people's birth stories, don't we? Um, and I think it, it never gets old, actually, does it? It never gets old, any birth yeah, story. Um, I saw my friend today um, and she had a home birth. Oh, my God. Wow. Did Lucy have a home birth? Yeah, she had a home birth. Her little boy is a week old. Um, and, yeah, she had him at home. I think she wouldn't have she wouldn't have done this had it not – have we not just had the pandemic? Yeah. Um, she had, she's got two older boys. Both of them were quite straightforward labours. So she was, you know, absolutely fine to do that. Um, but because of everything that's going on at the moment and the restrictions that are in place, yeah. she decided she'd have a home birth. And, you know, what? it just sounded amazing. It really did. I mean, you know, she's like, oh, it was really good. And she's looking at me like, well, it it, it wasn't good. You know, <laughs> let's, let's get this straight. It wasn't good. It was painful and horrible and all of those things. But actually being at home and getting into your own shower straight after and then just getting into bed is lovely. Mm-hmm. You know what? That's incredible. And we're hearing so many more stories of people actually doing that and deciding that, you know what, they don't want to go into hospital for obvious reasons and yeah we have heard my friend sj she had quite a difficult time because she had to go in on the saturday Mm. um they induced her and but her partner ben she was still in labor on the tuesday and he 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 had the first four days of labor without him and so so she was just on her own she was on her own and that and you know what she's such a tough cookie but i think that's going to get to anybody and by the time the baby came on wednesday with forceps and then you know episiotomy and everything else that went through went 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 with it i think she was just like get me out of here you know yeah Um, yeah yeah gosh i mean i actually can't um i can't imagine how that how that is it's it's nerve-wracking anyway isn't it and i think especially if it's your first baby um i've got a friend who lives in hong kong and she is pretty anxious about um her birth and at the moment um that no you're not allowed to have anyone with you at all like nobody and but in a private hospital you are and I think the government has just announced that in the next four weeks they're going to make a decision and that's also um the time that she's got to let a private hospital know if she wants to pay the money to have the baby there and obviously it's a lot a lot of money to do it but for you know it's her first birth and she just doesn't want to do it on her own and who can blame her really yeah I think I think actually we've got this fear in our heads about having home births and I absolutely did so I'm I was like no 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 no. even the second time around because I knew that I wanted to have an epidural I was convinced that I needed to go to hospital but as I said you know we're hearing all these incredible stories of people laboring at home you know laboring in the bath you know getting into bed pushing and then half an hour later you're like curled up watching you know succession I know and it's it's kind of like it does sound like a way to do it you know maybe we need to sort of reprogram ourselves slightly that this is how they did it for centuries why did we become quite freaked out about it and why did we think that we had to go to hospital to give birth yeah I know exactly we you know my my nan had my auntie at home in her bed you know this you hear so much of that don't you yeah and I mean I don't I have to be honest it never crossed my mind to do it (laughs) No, you were like, like that. Sign mm. us up. How long is it going to take us to get to the hospital? And what drugs can we get? <laughs> yeah, so 
much down that route, weren't we? Exactly. I mean, if someone had said to me, listen, you can be put to sleep <laughs> and you can wake up when it's all over, I would have done that. Not on reflection, though, would you? Yes. <laughs> I love your honesty. That's brilliant. Yeah, I think I would, to be honest. Oh, I want to go through it again. Why? I really liked it the second time round. I really, even the first time round, even though it went on and on and on. And I thought, am I actually going to have a baby here? Like, I just didn't know that I, I couldn't see it because it went on for three days. I was thinking, there's no end in sight here. But the second time round, because I knew what I was going into and I yeah. thought I prepped much better. I'd, ha- you know, prep much better. I'd already been through a labour. So I knew exactly what was coming. And I made the decision that as soon as I got into the hospital, I'd have the epidural. I knew at that point, then the pain would go and I could just enjoy the experience. Yeah, you could just chill. I think I feel sad that I'm not going to go through that again. Yeah, I mean, I know I do. I know what you mean. I do. Because my last experience was really positive. Like, I really have nothing but positive things to say about it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm not there yet. I'm definitely, <laughs> yeah. No. No, I, I'm definitely not. Knows Georgia. I reckon you're going to have another baby. You Do you baby, actually? I just think you'll call me one day and go, "Oh well, you know, we were doing the withdrawal technique, and what uh, <laughs> didn't happen." It's like that's not foolproof. <laughs> oh, I really you want contraception, Georgia. No, no, exactly. <laughs> that's that's Thanks very much. <laughs> what, um, what, what sort of fears did you have? going into your first labor like what was going through your head let's talk about your fears and then maybe we'll talk about what, what positives you kind of thought um first so first when I was pregnant with Axel everything to be honest with you absolutely everything I think everybody loves to tell you the horror stories and that's fine you know it's good to be prepared it's good to be prepped like to know what can go wrong and um what you know what you can ask for and what what you might what might be you know what might come but nobody I don't really I don't really remember anyone telling me anything positive um and like my friend like the one who I saw earlier who's had two really positive births she didn't tell me any of the good stuff of it do you know what I mean Mm -hmm. because I think people might be a little bit afraid of of sharing a really good story because in case it doesn't go that way um so yeah I think I was just scared about it all I have to be like honestly before I had kids I couldn't go for a blood test I couldn't I I was freaked out by even stepping into a hospital used to make me feel queasy and um and then obviously all of that goes out the window doesn't it after you have children because you can't be you literally cannot be like that you can't go anywhere Uh, else you you can't I mean you're there all the time (laughs) you're no choice is when you gave birth to Gigi and I will always that will always be one of the funniest moments ever because it's so you to just sit there you know not have time for an epidural and then just go And then, oh, look, the baby's fallen out. Joe said to me, I said, oh, that hurts. Oh, my God. Did you not have the push like you're doing the biggest poo in the world? No. Oh, not, you were, yes, yes, but like very controlled. I've said it before, but my midwife was unbelievable. And it's interesting, actually, because speaking to my friend earlier, she was saying, we were talking about that stage of pushing, and she was saying that her midwife was similar, as in really good with like, okay, stop. Okay, okay, go. Okay, stop. You know, like really yeah, talking her yeah. talking her through. And that's what um, she did with me. And um, yeah, I mean, it was quick. I got to the hospital 
and an hour an hour and a half later Gigi was born yeah it's amazing George that's brilliant isn't it what a great second labor brilliant. yeah yeah no amazing and what well, I mean we've heard if you've been listening to the podcast for a while you'll have heard Zoe and I talk about um our births quite a lot but yeah. so talk us through what happened with Lula because I think that's you hear you hear this a lot and I think it's really good for people to hear if they're pregnant or going into their second birth you know all the different stages that can happen and sometimes it isn't like you know turn up at the hospital and an hour and a half later the baby's here sometimes it can go on for for a lot longer interestingly after listening to Laura's Laura Brand's episode on Tuesday when she was talking about fear I started thinking back to that period with with Lubra and when I, uh, Luba, Lubra, Lubra, <laughs> oh, she's great, and Luna's also excellent. Um, with Luna, and I think I was actually, even though I was kind of I'd done my hypnobirthing, you know, I'm physically fit, I was healthy, and everything else. I think I was carrying quite a lot of fear around it. Obviously, fear of the unknown. Didn't know. I kept saying to people, "I'm freaked out. I'm freaked out. I'm freaked out." And I think my body was so tense that actually there was no way that I was going to get there naturally. I mean, after, I, I won't go into the details because I don't think everyone's heard it a trillion times, but obviously after like 48 hours, I was only two centimetres dilated. And bearing in mind that I was having contractions every four minutes at this point, And I was For in the- 48 hours? Yeah. And there oh I was Christ. in the midwife-led unit. And it just wasn't, my labour just wasn't progressing. It was, yeah. it, was, it was slowing down, you know, then stopping. Then I would be back in what felt like full-blown, you know. It, and then the pethidine and the being sick and you know it, it just it was is pethidine the one that they do in your leg um, they put it in your leg they inject you with it yeah um, yeah, yeah, but yeah. It, it made me feel so sick like it's no it's a form of opiate isn't it so I just chuck I just chucked up everywhere I mean it was just a bad time for me and I was so exhausted so I think yeah. in hindsight I think going into it I think the, the best piece of advice that Georgia and I can give anybody listening that's pregnant is to be fluid with your birthing pan, plan. Yeah, absolutely. Physically, you know, I'm fit, I'm strong, muscles, I can push, push, push. It just didn't happen for me. And I think that must have been a mental block around, you know, this is my plan, I have to stick to it, I have to stay in order. Yeah. And I wasn't just thinking, oh, trust your body. Everyone kept saying, trust your body, trust, trust your body. And I don't think I did. So I think that, yeah, because you, yeah, no, I think we, we, you know, you hear this a lot. Um, people are so set on it happening a certain way. And sometimes I know that the classes are probably different now. You don't just have to go to the NCT classes. There's some amazing classes out there that you can go to and they can be, you know, a lot more free with it. But I think the traditional classes will tell you that this is the way to do it and this isn't the way. Um, when I went to NCT, they put induction in red on the wall, epidural in red on the wall. Well, they're all the things that happened for me in my first birth. I was induced. And that's supposed to be really bad. Um, you know, I had an epidural. Well, that's supposed to be really bad. Um but it wasn't actually, in my experience, it, it wasn't bad. Um, so I think, not yeah, I, I think it's really, pardon, I, I, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, yeah. and then when someone says to you, I always love this question, when someone says to you after, oh, did you have a natural birth? I always go, explain what a natural birth is. I just throw it straight back onto them and make them feel really uncomfortable because I'm yeah, like, what do you mean? Natural birth, like all yeah. birth is natural. If you if you end up having a C section out of choice, or you know, or you end up giving birth at home, you know, eating a slice of toast like Nadia Zawala did behind her sofa, it's like you do whatever you do, and that's that's as natural as it comes, baby. <laughs> exactly. We'll be right back after the short break. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. So welcome back, uh, back to this episode of Made by Mamas. Where were we? Should we get into the questions? <laughs> um, I've got one from Hannah here. Any tips for second birth? Due in November and barely had time to think about it. Oh. Well, congratulations. Yeah, congratulations, absolutely. It's not November. You've got a little while to think about it. Yeah, yeah don't, don't um, stress about that. I mean, for me, second time round, the things I was thinking about was more what was going to happen to Axel. Like it, when I sort of went into labour, who was going to be there? Who were we going to call? Mm. Who was going to be on hand? I always had like a little bag packed for him um, and sort of got prepped that way. Mm. And then other than that, it's just the same as you would have done the first. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think I kind of see it, see it slightly differently in as much that obviously even with your second, even though it's still your body, you know, it's still your baby, it will be a completely different experience. So go into it, like Georgia said, go into it as kind of prepped as as you can be just kind of mentally, because I think always kind of moving your mind on and just being present in that moment and trusting your body, but also knowing that you're going to go through a completely different experience. And that in itself is really exciting. So maybe learnings from the first labor, I'm not sure what sort of, you know, labor you had that first time round, but the second one will be different, probably quicker, um, and hopefully a bit more enjoyable yes <laughs> what's it like oh gosh what's it like the first time you go to the loo after labor <laughs> well let's go there lauren <laughs> I like that question from you <laughs> well it's a shit show or not as the case may be because I, I found the constipation hideous i don't know about you g but like it just took it was like days and days and days of it because of all because i'd had the epidural and everything else that i'd had to take um but obviously as well because i had an episiotomy and then the second time around i had a tear obviously things are just really really sore so um there are some really good tips just in terms of like i used to pour warm water in a jug over myself as i was weeing um and then obviously like I mean, graphic, but like I got Dozer to do it, stand behind the loo and like tip it down, just like being there for me, just supporting me. Because even that process is so frightening because you actually feel like the whole lot's going to come out, don't you? Yeah. I, the first time round, um, I don't think I went to the toilet number two for God, like days and days because I was putting it off oh, in my oh, head, different. like number two. Um, I say it to Axel because I don't want him to shout poo at school. <laughs> like, I think poo, you know, like so <laughs> we've been saying number two. Um, I, yeah, I didn't go for days because I'd built it up so much in my head. Like, oh God, it's going to be awful. And actually, it was pretty awful the 
it was um but there is there's a product called from my expert midwife called spritz for bits and that's more for wheeze but it does um it does help you heal it does help you heal as well yeah and also you can get this really amazing um rubber ring that you can just get from amazon um we'll do um links to all of these and you basically just put it underneath your bum put it on the loose seat basically and you can sit on it and it just takes the pressure off so if you're kind of sore and bruised down there and you're just feeling very uncomfortable then you can sit on that and it to make things a little bit easier again yeah but on a positive note second time round it the first time I went to the toilet just for a week hurt and after that it was fine but it just all depends on your um recovery that's uh, if you've if you've had if you have no stitches then it, it won't be too bad yeah okay. um this is from uh, Alice advice for someone considering having kids but terrified of childbirth oh Alice listen this was me I hear me you too. I hear you but I can tell you this right now that there is actually nothing terrifying about it because like we've said before the idea of it you think oh my god what's going to happen I've got no idea what my body's going to do I don't know the, the pain levels and all of uh, it's fear of the unknown that's what that's what the scary thing is but your body is basically programmed to do this so once you're once the baby's engaged there is only one direction that baby <laughs> literally one direction that baby can go so um you know it's at that point you have to be as freeing as you've ever been and just trust that it's all going to be all right yeah and also just be really informed know exactly what you can ask for what your decisions are you just know exactly what what the process can be and also if you are you know really 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 scared and a planned c-section might you know might be a better way to go for you there is no point in feeling anxious the whole way through like there really isn't you don't want to ruin um that experience so definitely talk to like your midwives or your doctor or whoever it is that you're seeing um because that is an option and i think we don't we don't really talk about that enough because it is yeah some people have a complete fear of childbirth yeah that's absolutely fine if that's something that you that you feel that you can't get over like book in a c-section and just be yeah. like this is what i want to do this is where i'm at they will listen to, to your fears um, exactly. it's really weird how society we've been like oh no we can't do that we can't it's like of course you can it's our body our choice yeah exactly oh here we go look not a question but would love to hear more content on c-sections please yeah <laughs> yeah we did actually record a podcast with chloe and jb gill um and they talked about the first experience chloe ended up having an emergency c-section and so the second um time she booked in for a planned c-section and it sounded incredible mm-hmm really really incredible listen listen to that because that's yeah that's a really good example of a plan c section yeah um we've got one here from sazzy did either of you struggle to come to terms with how your birth went um i had an elected c-section oh my gosh yes but i think both of us definitely um me the first time around because I had this dream in my head of how it was going to go and I was going to give birth in the water and I had like visions of me reaching under and grabbing Luna out of the water in this amazing like aqua movie (laughs) it was like the opposite of that it was like a horror movie um and so I was so 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 devastated and I actually grieved for a really long time afterwards because I felt like I'd failed um I was also obviously bruised and beaten up and just feeling like shit um but yeah I planned it too much and I I didn't leave any room for any sort of flexibility so I felt incredibly like almost like post traumatic stress yeah I think you hear a lot of people who 
what you know they're really traumatized by their labor and so then they'll go back and um, speak to their medical team and they can actually talk them through the notes like if you're really struggling to come to terms with how it went you can uh, you can request to have a meeting um, so that someone you know who knows what the notes mean can talk you through it and sometimes there's things that happened during a labor that nobody will remember you know especially the, the woman she doesn't remember it happening because it was so chaotic or so traumatic or whatever and actually talking through it and coming to terms with what happened can really help mm. yeah that's really good actually I'd, I'd quite like to do that I think although I'm terrified of doing that just so much fear <laughs> <laughs> um five things you wish you knew before birth oh my god brilliant great question Sam love that number one how amazing the epidural is <laughs> <laughs> oh my god the epidural is amazing um that I mean that is yeah for me and also actually second time around I didn't have one didn't have time to have one and I didn't think gas and air did anything and actually it does gas and air does work so you know it does work it really does so I wish I knew that before as well so I wouldn't have been so like reluctant (laughs) for me I wish that someone had told me that you can actually poo yourself in front of everybody (laughs) no one tells you <laughs> like actual, actual, like poo yourself um, as you're pushing the baby out, and I just didn't. No one had mentioned that to me. Nobody mentioned that to me. So I wish I'd had but, that. But that happens a lot, doesn't it? Like that really does. So don't uh, don't worry about that. Oh the least of your worries. It's the least of your worries. I just wish maybe might have mentioned it for me. Um, yeah. Another thing was that you can definitely be in there for longer than you think. So I think I wish that I had been told that actually you might not just be there for a night and come back the next day looking like you'd stepped out of um, a salon. Um, <laughs> actually, you can be in there for three days or four days or five days or yeah. Than that. Um, is that five? I think so. I think that's five. Did any of you experience any bonding issues? Love you guys so much, Izzy. Oh, we love you too, Izzy. Oh, we love you That's too. Nice. That is nice. Did you um, bonding issues? I think I definitely didn't have that whole like rush of love straight away, um, especially after Axel, because it's all unknown. You're a bit sort of. I was a bit groggy, like. I just, I don't know. I remember laying there. Like, I was really excited and, like, you know, I couldn't believe it happening. I had the whole adrenaline sort of rush that it was all done and, I, you know, I'd done it. But um, I do remember maybe, like, a few days later bringing him home and, like, sort of looking at him thinking, what, what the hell? Like, That's this, when you text me. Like, who, yeah, yeah. Who, who is this baby in my room? In my room? <laughs> like, what, what, what has happened? Um yeah, I think, it, you know what, at the end of the day, like, they are strangers, like, and as weird as that sounds, they they are actually strangers, and you do have to get to know them, um, and, you know, sometimes you meet a stranger, don't you, and you instantly fall in love with them, and sometimes you don't, sometimes it's a, it's a grow-up. Like you and me, in fact, <laughs> some might say that you love me more than you love your own child, so... <laughs> you might say say. (laughs) um i i definitely did the second time round actually um and that was because of my feelings around luna being left out so i was so focused on 
breaking the bond between Luna and I and that whole like, oh gosh, what's the second baby going to do? And it's going to mess her up and she's not going to feel loved anymore. And so I was more focused on making sure that Luna was okay. And you, you hear that a lot, actually. I think it's quite common. I hope it is. Um, yeah. When it came along, I was kind of like, oh my gosh, there's all this love. And I didn't think I'd feel it. Um, but it definitely, definitely happened a little bit slower, I think. Um, I, I think like Georgia said, you know, it's, you expect and you hear these fairy tales of that moment and the, you know, the baby looks up at you and it's like, well, the baby doesn't open their eyes very much at the beginning anyway. So, um, and you, you know, there's this like clang of love and you explode and okay, that can happen sometimes, but also what you can be left with is a feeling of, you know, a bit of emptiness, a fear, definitely. And an exhaustion around what you've been through and like, what the hell do I do next? You know? Yeah. It's, it's all very new. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, this one just made me laugh. Why does no one tell you that your fanny flaps can get very swollen when pushing? I don't know why no one tells you that either. But you know why though? Because all the blood rushes to your fanny. So obviously, yeah. like, in the butt, and so everything becomes very swollen. But I remember standing in the shower. It's not just pushing, Chantel. I remember standing in the shower after Luna and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to have a touch here. I'm going to have to feel because it felt very weird. And yeah. I can only describe bit as an elephant's trunk <laughs> do you know like it was sort of big and swollen I just took the like, oh my god I'm never touching it ever again yeah but, yeah, yeah no I remember yeah it just feels puffy and oh, yeah I mean it does go down though you know as with it all does. swellings it does, it does. <laughs> yeah. oh gosh okay husband struggling to get over traumatic birth a year ago but I want another baby Oh, yeah, that is a really tough one. Yeah, we yeah. don't always talk about um, the husbands during a traumatic birth. Because yeah, actually, yeah, because yeah, they have to witness, um, you know, their wife or partner going through something really horrendous. Yeah. Um, and, I'm, you know, I'm guessing they feel quite, you know, helpless in some ways. You do, you do hear, so you do hear a lot of um, the, the, the PTSD you know falling on the partner you do hear it a lot because they're kind of having to be there the pillar of strength and actually what they're witnessing to their kind of hero their idol the person they put on a pedestal the person they love the most in the world looks very graphic and can be very traumatic uh, and you know even if you don't have a traumatic birth and you have kind of a you know a straightforward birth it can still look pretty like oh my gosh my, my husband describes it as your favorite pub being burnt down <laughs> Cheers, daughter. Um, but all jokes aside, it can be really, really distressing for them. So I think the, the absolute key, if you want to have another baby, is to sit your partner down, your husband down, and just talk it out. Keep talking it out because the, the only way to ever deal with any trauma is to face it. Yeah, to talk it. Yeah, talk it out and to be like, "What are you frightened of? What's happened? What part of it was it?" Maybe you guys want to go and speak to somebody about it because you know if he's really feeling like this. And it's putting a block in the way between you guys having another baby. You've got to get it sorted. I would recommend yeah. counselling. I think that could be really beneficial. Absolutely. And then talk through, you know, your birth choices the second time round. Like, you know, would you feel more comfortable if you, you know, planned planned an induction and then was perhaps, you know, had pain relief straight away? Like, what, what would it be that um, would make him feel better? I mean, it's your body, so you've got to do what yeah. you want to do. Exactly. Um, <laughs> it's not his body. <laughs> Mine was 
empowering and incredible. I wish I wasn't in the minority. I love that. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. That's amazing. Congratulations. Well, I agree with you um, because that is just wonderful to hear, isn't it, G? Yeah, no, it really is. And I honestly, I didn't, no, I didn't believe people when they said it could be like that. But I, I didn't really, I didn't really, when people told me about, oh, I had this most amazing birth, you know, it was a couple of pushes and then the baby was out and it was amazing. I literally used to think, oh, well, you know, whatever, that's just not true. And then with Gigi, it happened. It was really unexpected and it, it is lovely. And I do like to tell people about that because it does happen. It happens a lot that I, you know, talk to a lot of my friends who've had babies babies and a lot of us have had really positive experiences um and yeah we do need to talk about those more because it's like you know again fear can really get in the way of having those experiences so the more we talk about positive ones hopefully we lessen the fear um for other people agreed and you know what i'm just thinking back to my labor with kit and i remember after having the epidural you know hours later so you still have to push when you have an epidural and i remember just going for it and dozzle was like come on and i remember just having having my legs up in stairs and I was like ah! and it was like I was I mean it was like climbing Everest you know I was like so pumped and I was pushing so hard and after obviously you know and maybe an hour of it it was like it was done and Kit was there and I was like I'm a fucking legend <laughs> yeah so incredible don't you yeah the adrenaline rush is oh. yeah amazing Oh, brilliant. Love that. I'm glad I've, I haven't really spoken about that before. It just came back to me. <laughs> I'll, put, I'll lock it away again now. Um, <laughs> Don't lock it away. Talk about it. Um, should I be put off having more kids after two difficult births? Definitely not. Yeah. Definitely not. Definitely not. Um, I They're think, all so different. Yeah, that's right, isn't it? That's what we say. Every birth is different. So your first two births were difficult. You know, the next two might be an absolute walk in the park. You've got to put them out of your mind, shut them away. Like obviously not lock them up forever, but just in terms of looking at your next labor, it will be completely, completely different. We've got this. Um, let's have a look at, we'll just do a couple more because we're again, always. Oh yeah. Time. <laughs> the best <laughs> chat too much. Snacks during labor. Love you guys. <laughs> I think loads of like right bananas are really really great for energy and they contain loads of potassium so they're really fantastic to kind of keep the energy going and they're obviously slow releasing things like um nuts and like seed I had like a massive bag of cashew nuts with raisins for the one M&S and I just munched my way through that nature valley bars were also incredible for me um just things that basically will give you because you don't want to sit there and eat you know penne al arabiata whilst you're like trying to push something out so i think um i think just like snacks that will keep you going basically yeah for sure i mean i have to be honest i didn't actually eat in either of my labors i think the only thing i ate was a harry bro tang fastic they're also excellent to have <laughs> <laughs> they are also yeah and you know what one tip actually I knew with Axel that I was going to be induced the next day so obviously I knew that it was happening and um can't remember who told me but someone did but basically train like you're going train eat like you're going to you know be doing a marathon the next day so basically like carb load the night before so have you know your big bowl of pasta the night before if you're going to be induced because then that will see you through the next day um so yeah that's a really good tip i like that yeah um, George, do you want to take the last one caggy faces her name is 
Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> what's, um, what's the process of encapsulating your placenta? Really keen to do it next time. So I did this with Gigi and I cannot speak highly enough of the, um, of the lady that I used. Um, she was from Placenta Care. Um, and so I had a chat with her, I don't know, a couple of months before. Um, I told her my due date, the hospital that I was going to give birth in. Um, and I booked in a package that was also a smoothie as well as the capsules. And I also got some other bits and pieces like um, some products made from the placenta, all that kind of stuff. Um, but what happened was she sent, I think about a week before my due date, she sent uh, like a cool bag and in it, I don't exactly know what was in it. It was like you know, plastic boxes and stuff like that. And then there was instructions in there. And she actually told me to just give this to whoever my birthing partner was. So I gave it to James. He he looked through it all. Um, and when Gigi came so quickly, I remember James saying to the midwife, have I got time to run to the car and get the call back for the placenta? Um, and she said no. So um, what happened was we just let the midwife know that that's what I was doing. So as soon as um, I pushed the placenta out she took it away and put it in this cool bag and there's like ice in there and stuff like that we called um her name's Sophie and Sophie actually came and collected it from the hospital um and she came and made me a smoothie in the hospital as well um I don't know if you don't have um if you're not having a smoothie, I'm not sure if they send a courier. Um, so sometimes they'll send a courier to come and co- to come and collect it. Um, but it is really important that you follow the correct process because you don't want it to become contaminated because then it's completely like counterproductive. Um, and then I think it was only a couple of days later, the capsules and everything arrived. And so, what cost? Um, it really varies. I had like the big package and that's a few hundred pounds. Um, but you can have, you know, just parts of it, you know, like just, you can just have the capsules, you could just have the products, you could just have the smoothie, you can have all of it. Um, so this, you know, for whatever, whatever your budget, whatever you want to spend, they'll, I'm sure there'll be something. Um, and I would, you know, I'd really, I had a great experience after GG. I didn't, I've said before, I didn't have that day three hormones. I didn't cry. Um, and I did the first time round. So I think that is what it's supposed to do. It's supposed to keep you quite balanced. Um, Interesting. Yeah. And I have to be honest, I did it because I thought it was going to be good for my skin and hair. <laughs> Which it is. Your skin and hair <laughs> is as well. I was pretty amazed that it did keep me very balanced. That's the only way I can describe it. I wasn't like buzzing around the room with energy, but I wasn't really, really low either. I just felt very in control. Yeah. Well, um, you kind of do what you need to do to kind of try try everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a good idea if you want to do it. Some people don't believe in it, but it worked for Georgia. So yeah, I, yeah, I really rate it. Um, um, that's it. We could talk about we could we could talk about birth forever. We do we enjoy really it. could Probably yeah episode at some point because there's so many more questions to get through. But thank you so much for sending them all in. We absolutely love reading them. Um, as always, please if you can rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. And if you haven't told um, you know a mum mate of yours about Made by Mums the podcast, please please spread the word because we're trying to get it out to as many parents as possible. Yeah, please do, and please do keep your suggestions coming for this Friday episode. Um, just drop us a line at Made by Mamas or on Zoe's own channel at Zoe Hardman if you have any suggestions. And we will see you next week. See you then.
Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.